All right. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. All of the lights. What's up, guys? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. Uh, well, okay, so this week, it's only me. It's Kate. So I guess I should say your draft queen. Michelle is in Tulum, Mexico right now, probably sipping a mezcal on the beach. She's left me here all alone to brave it and do this podcast on my own for today. So it's just me, guys, and today's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated episode. I know that it's just me and your earballs listening to this, and I don't have my Michelle to bounce all of my silly questions and ideas off of. So today it's just me. We're going to abbreviate this episode to give you everything you normally want from all of our episodes. Um, I'm sitting here waiting for the World Series to start, actually. So as I am recording this, we're about... Um, 20 minutes from the first pitch. So by the time this goes live tomorrow, you guys are going to know who the winner of the World Series is. So as if I'm not already worried enough to be recording this podcast all by my lonesome, I'm also very terrified about who's going to win the World Series. And I'm hoping it's the Nationals. I'm still pulling for them, given our loss to the Astros um, as a Yankees fan just a couple days and weeks ago. And I know Michelle is is rooting, too, from the beaches in Tulum. So um, I'm a little nervous for this podcast all by myself, but bear with me. We will still be doing our fantasy stardom sit I will attempt it for week nine all on my own. You guys know Michelle is the guru, um, but I have a few tricks up my sleeve as well. So I will give you those predictions for week nine so you can have your stardom sit ready for Thursday night football. Um, we'll also have the weekly huddle. It'll be me reading through headlines all by myself, and I will do my best to not stumble over everything, but I'll give you guys the biggest headlines of the week in just 60 seconds. And last but not least, we're wrapping up the podcast with not a topic this week, but just an excerpt from a podcast that Michelle and I joined a couple weeks back. We were featured on the Other People's Podcast, OPP, hosted by Corey Cambridge, friend of the pod, great guy. He really is an awesome interviewer, and his show is great. It's reviewing other podcasts that he really loves. So he brought us on the show. We talked everything under the sun from University of Richmond basketball to their VCU rivalry. We talked a little bit more about Draft Queens and how we became who we are, me and Michelle, and sort of our mission for the podcast. So I thought it might be fun to throw that in the mix as our topic this week. And you guys can hear from Corey interviewing us for once. So the script is flipped. So enjoy this shorter episode, and we're going to bring you guys, or I'm going to bring you guys, the Weekly Huddle this week. So let's do it.
Okay, everyone, you know what the weekly huddle is about. We have the biggest headlines of the week in 60 seconds for you. Unfortunately, this week, it's it's just me. So I'll be reading through them as quickly and efficiently as I can, hopefully with very little, little commentary, um, because I am all by myself. But it is the biggest headlines of this week for you in just simply 60 seconds. So this should be fun. We're going to try it out and see how it goes. Um, and I'm going to try and give it to you as best I can. Yes, I wrote all these headlines for once. Shouts to Michelle, who usually writes most of them. But um, I, I think I've got it unlocked this week. So I have my timer ready. I'm about to start it in three, two, one. The Nationals are forcing a Game 7 of the World Series. And by the time you're hearing this, we'll have our world champion. The WWE is hosting their first ever women's matchup in Saudi Arabia. Anthony Davis set an NBA history record with 40 points and 20 rebounds by the end of the third quarter and set a Lakers record with 26 free throws made, surpassing his teammate Dwight Howard. Damn. Seattle Sounders knocked the L.A. Football Club from the MLS's Western Conference playoffs, and they're headed to the Cup. The NFL trade deadline happened on Tuesday, October 29th, and players are flying around the league to all sorts of different teams if you're wondering why you have so many notifications from your NFL app. Former Miss Universe and Miss USA, Olivia Colpo has moved on from her NFL beau, Danny Amendola, and on to fantasy god Christian McCaffrey. Russell Wilson and Sierra dressed up as the Carters for Halloween, and they absolutely killed it. Baker Mayfield storms out of a press conference. Okay, Woo! that's 60 seconds, and that was seriously all I had to get through. I was in the middle of Baker Mayfield's headlines as I got stopped for 60 seconds. So I think we're starting to get this down to a science. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different headlines. So maybe that's the secret sauce. We'll start to maybe stick to like seven or eight headlines every week kind of give you guys a lay of the land. But the one that I did want to get into this week that I thought was really interesting is that last one. I mean, Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Browns in Cleveland. They were projected to be just fantastic this year between Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield as sort of a sleeper and maybe someone who could blow up this year. Um, and the second year quarterback just is not doing that really. And I, I'm not sure who to attribute it to. I know that their offense has been kind of lackluster. There's been a lot of chirping in the media about Odell Beckham Jr. O OBJ was just fine. We said it on our podcast last week, but he just got fined for his pants being above his knee for his uniform uh, for $14,037, which I think is kind of child's play probably for him. But either way, between that and his fashion statements with his watch, I think that everything going on with the Browns right now is a little bit of attention to anything but the game. So there are a couple of headlines that I picked out while I was looking through headlines to include in the weekly huddle this week. And here's a few just about Baker Mayfield. So the New York Post wrote today, quote, Baker Mayfield storms out of press conference in Brown's unraveling. Not so promising, but that was their headline. And then the second one that caught my attention was ESPN's. 
quote, Baker Mayfield gets into testy exchange with reporter. So I can't say that I am tuned in too frequently to Brown's press conferences. So I didn't watch this live, but I did watch the tape back. And yeah, it's testy for sure. So I'll read you guys a little bit of it just so you get an idea of what the hell is going on here and why Baker's having a meltdown because believe it or not, there are teams that are worse than him, um, even in the same division. So, I mean, they're in the same division as the Bengals who are winless. So one of two teams that are winless at this point, sorry, Miami, but, uh, there were, there was a, a couple of interesting snippets that I picked out for you guys. Um, here's a quote from one of those articles. So, Longtime Cleveland reporter Tony Grossi, Grossi, not sure how to say his name, but Tony Grossi questioned Mayfield about a stalled drive versus the Patriots when the second year quarterback replied, quote, stop saying, but I just told you the clock was running and we had a penalty. You want to give him the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know. That's just plain and simple. Okay, so that seems like it's. A little bit of a feisty response, but the excerpt goes on. It continues to say, Grossi then asked, quote, were you happy with that drive, unquote? And then Mayfield responded by saying something super feisty, quote, was I happy with that drive? No, we didn't score points, Mayfield responded. That's the dumbest question you could ask. What? Jesus, Tony. Okay, so so clearly our friend Baker Mayfield was not having a day, whether or not, uh, I mean, the guy just has, uh, I guess he's a little bit of a loose cannon at this point. I feel for him. It's really tiring, I'm sure, being on a losing, the losing end, especially of the Patriots, but in general, just being on the losing end of a team that was expected to be really, really good and just being a total disappointment. So I think I can, I, I think I can, understand where Baker's coming from then again he's kind of been made out to be this guy who can be a franchise quarterback and really lead the team to a new era since they haven't been so good the last couple years or as long as I can remember to be quite honest with you so I don't know I I I feel like in no world would quarterbacks be respected in this in the echelons of the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's of the world if that's how they're responding when they're you know just kind of having a garbage season so I thought the whole Baker Mayfield fiasco was kind of a little bit clickbaity but I clicked and turns out it was just as good as we could have imagined but hopefully he turns his attitude around hopefully he turns his game around and talks with his game but with that in mind there's been some good headlines this week hopefully that gives you a good idea of what's going on in the world of sports some really interesting one in, ones in there with wwe in saudi arabia and some mls information anthony davis kicking off the nba season it's just a really great week it's a really great week and like i said you will know who the world series clincher is by this time when you're hearing this in your earballs tomorrow. So that's the weekly huddle this week, guys, and can't wait to give it to you again next week. Okay, so I think it's 
fairly fitting that today's stardom sitem is on Halloween, October 31st, when you're hearing this, because I am having a lot of scaries doing this by myself. You guys know that Michelle is the guru for Stardom Sidem. She has coached me through the first nine weeks of this podcast. And now I feel equipped to give you guys my best predictions. I think I've got it unlocked this week. I have a couple of picks that we mentioned on last week's episode to go through. And then I've got some picks of my own. So I think the way I'm going to set it up this week is just going by position. So we'll start with quarterbacks, go through some running backs to pick up and to sit, um, tight ends, and then we'll end with my favorite, which is streaming a defense because it's so much fun to do. You can do it every week and it keeps you kind of involved in your lineup. So here's where I'm at. Let's start with fresh out of our last segment talking about Baker Mayfield. And let's talk about some quarterbacks here. So this week... It looks like the Browns are playing the Broncos week nine. So I'm kind of, I'm a toss up for this, but if I were to put my money on a team, I'm thinking that Baker Mayfield coming off a very fiery session, coming off a beat down against the Patriots. I think the guy needs to step up. If this, if there's a week where he's going to step up and really show face, in in fantasy and and in real life, I think that this week nine has to be the week. So I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield in that matchup. Uh, I think the Broncos are pretty garbage just in general between not just Joe Flacco at the helm, but also I think their defense is pretty uh, decent, decent. But in general, I, I don't think that they're going to have a lot of firepower against a very fiery, hopefully, Browns team. So I think in that matchup, Baker Mayfield could have a decent day. If you're like Michelle, who is in a league and you have to play two quarterbacks, I think he could be a good play. So maybe keep him on the back burner. I wouldn't draft him as your first string, but if you need a second string and you're trying to pluck someone off the waivers, I think that mismatch could be good. It's hard to tell with the Broncos what they'll actually do. Um, We also still have a few quarterbacks who are down this week. Uh, Mahomes is expected to come back in week 10. So we'll have to wait on that. Matt Ryan is still on by. Not that I would recommend picking him up because he is so up and down. He's back and forth. We can't sort seem to get a handle on him this year. So he's still off. Um, so who do we pick up? I'm going to continue to hammer this one home. And a couple of my picks this week are for the Titans. But if Ryan Tannehill is available, For two weeks straight, he's put down two W's. He's passed for at least three touchdowns. I think that he's looking really sharp. I would say pick up Ryan Tannehill, especially if you need a backup quarterback. But even if you need like a first string and you're really struggling with all these quarterbacks coming in and out of the league league this year, I think he would be a good one. Um, I think my big sit of the week for quarterbacks has to be Kyler Murray. Uh, The 49ers are just sort of a force to be reckoned with and... Uh, As much as Garoppolo is not putting up those fantasy points that I would like as my backup quarterback, I think that their defense is just going to continue to be uh, masterful. So go ahead and sit Kyler Murray. Um, If you're desperate, like I said, maybe maybe play Garoppolo. He pretty much uh, he's similar to Matt Ryan, where for fantasy, he's just a tough one. But I would say definitely sit Kyler this week. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to have much firepower against our 49ers. And then just in general, I would say, you know, if you can, you can just in general, like sit everybody on the Cardinals, wouldn't play Kenyon Drake this week. They're running back. Just sit everyone against the 49ers. They're having a hell of a season. Um, That's my advice to you guys. But speaking of running backs, let's get into it with which running backs to start and to sit this week. Um, The first one kind of leads into my quarterback assessment, and that's Derrick Henry, uh, Titans versus Panthers. I think that Derrick Henry will have a lot of looks as, uh, as Tannehill is settling into that offense. So maybe give him a look if you're looking for a uh, running back to pick up here. Um, my second question is uh, a running back matchup that I think will be really fun to watch this week. So if you're looking for something to turn on your TV, I would say the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles should be a fun one. We have David Montgomery on the Bears, and we have ex-Bears player, now Eagles running back Jordan Howard playing each other. I'm a little torn on this one. Um, I've read a couple articles, and different sources have different feedback for who to start and who to sit. So I'm going to go ahead and say that you should... And this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to go ahead and say um, go with David Montgomery. Uh, and I say that because the Eagles have been really tough to watch. And I've had a couple Eagles players come on and off my team and on and off the waivers for fantasy this year. And I just don't believe that Jordan Howard is going to do it. That being said, Jordan Howard there is an argument that he is a very recent former bear. He may know the tricks and intricacies of their defense, and he could have a really good running day against the bears, but I'm never going to be the one to bet against the bears D. So you heard it here first. I'm going to go with David Montgomery on the Chicago bears as the better running back to take. And then I would sit Jordan Howard. If you have him, I don't think he's going to perform against the Bears, but I could very well be wrong with that. I'm sort of on the fence with this one, but that would be my assessment for running backs for this week. And then for tight ends, we're going to go back to two of the tight ends we've already talked about in previous weeks. I still feel super strongly about TJ Hawkinson. We mentioned him last week. The Lions are looking good. Lions are looking really good. And as someone who has family in Detroit, shouts to Detroit. You guys have been so bad in every sport for so long, so I am excited to see the Lions actually looking okay. I think TJ Hawkinson is a hot pickup right now if you can pluck him from the waivers. If you haven't already done that because of our previous episodes, I think in week seven and week eight we mentioned this, but now is the time. Week nine, get in there. Go grab TJ Hawkinson. And also, I'm going to keep fluffing up the 49ers this week. The Arizona Cardinals have such a bad defense. Just go ahead and pick up George Kittle. He's going to be great. It's a really safe bet, especially since tight ends across the league this year are pretty bad. So I would say those are my two starts for the week. Go pick them up. And of course, we have to stream a defense. And of course, it is Halloween. So I'm going to go ahead and mention ghosts. And in a good way for poor Sam Darnold, I would say that this week, as every week, pick up the Jets D against the Dolphins as every week. The Dolphins are not showing any promise whatsoever. I think if I were the Dolphins at this point, I would be trying to lose games. So I would go ahead and say, pick up that Jets D. It's very fitting. I know Sam Darnold's seeing ghosts. We're all seeing ghosts because it is Halloween. So go ahead and pick up the Jets D. I can't believe I'm saying that. 
holy crap, that's really scary. They also have the Giants next week, I believe, for week 10. So if you're looking for a defense that has like a little bit of legs, they could do pretty well against a horrible Giants offense next week too. So that could be a two-week pick for defense. Um, let's see. I, I don't think that the 49ers are going to be somehow available. Um, but again, I'm just going to keep slamming the Cardinals and puffing up the 49ers. So go grab them. And then I'm wondering too about the Browns. Like we talked about the Browns earlier. Um, I don't know if they'll be any good. The bears defense certainly won't be available, but, um, the Browns defense might, and the Chicago bears have a really terrible offense. And Les Jordan Howard has this day that I just talked about. Um, I think that they're going to be just, just really tough this week. So the Browns could be a good pickup if they're available. I, I don't, I can't see the the Bears performing necessarily this week. So that might be my um, that might be my boomer bust for this week for streaming a defense. But, uh, you know, just trust me here. We know each other so well now. So go ahead and trust me. I think that that might be it for me, though. That That's my stardom setting for the week. And it's a lot of starts um, and a lot of maybe sits. But, you know, as we're getting into the end of the season, guys, people are getting hurt left and right. And we have to make we have to change it up here. So. I think that this could be really solid. I hope that this gets you through week nine. I know I had a really tough week last week because Tyreek Hill is not performing as well as I thought he would. Thank God I have Aaron Rodgers. I lost my week eight bout by half a point. So I'm still stinging a little bit, but I'm trying to pick myself up by my bootstraps. A lot of my wide receivers aren't performing like I thought they would. My running backs are only chipping away. The Matt Bradas of the world are doing okay. So I think for my lineup, I'm going to take some of these starts and I'm probably going to make some trades this week, which Michelle and I will talk through live next week. But I think that's where I'm landing. I hope it's helpful. I hope you don't have too many scaries or spookies about your lineup, but Get out there for Halloween and go get them, guys. Have a great fantasy week, and I hope this helps. That's your stardom sit from just me this week, your draft queen, Kate. All right, y'all, like I said, We have a really interesting topic this week, but it's not actually a topic. It's just an excerpt from an amazing podcast that Michelle and I are both big fans of ourselves. We are listeners. We are now participants on that podcast. So big shout out to our friend Corey, who hosts OPP, Other People's Podcasts. It's a show that pretty much is self-explanatory from the name, He goes through amazing podcasts, his favorites, and talks to the hosts, the producers, the different people who are the influencers behind the scenes who actually make those really awesome shows come to life. So big shouts to Corey and OPP. This is a little segment from that episode, and you guys can check out OPP. Go find it wherever you get your podcasts. It's OPP with Corey Cambridge. And at some point, you'll be able to find our full episode. We will plug it on the show when you can so you can hear more than this excerpt. But we're talking college hoops. We're talking the URVCU rival, Go Spiders. We're talking about how Draft Queens became a thing with me and Michelle. 
what our history was just as friends and also as sports gals ourselves and how we became the draft queens. So you'll learn a lot in this little segment. You'll learn even more when Corey drops his episode, but we had to give you the content this week. We had to give you the good stuff. So we're including part of it. Go give it a listen. We're going to turn it on right now, but enjoy guys. Yo, what up, yo? How you doing, draft queens? Ooh, the draft queens. So much better now. Ooh, wait, that sounds fun. No one's ever like actually like straight up called us that. That's true. Oh, word? I think that this is like the first time we've been addressed as the draft queens. I kind of love it. That's yo, really cool. it's hella fly. It feels right. <laughs> it feels right. <laughs> I dig it. We usually call ourselves the draft queens. It's way better when someone else calls you well, the draft queens. Well, yeah. Well, look, now that you have the draft queens in the building, let me call you by your names. What's up, Kate? What's up, Michelle? How you hey, doing? How's hey, it going, Corey? Corey? Yo, everything's amazing. First of all, thank y'all so much for just rocking with me today. It's been a crazy day. It's been a very stressful day, but y'all have been very cool. And I really appreciate it. We try. We have this. Seat. You're cool. You don't try. You do. We do. You guys. <laughs> do. You guys are doing. So wait, hold on. So I noticed today that you sent me an email because yes. you shouted out my area code eight hundred four. Yes, eight hundred four, Richmond. You're you were, from Richmond. I'm born and raised in Richmond. You went to U of R. I went to U of R. I am a spider. You're a Go spider. spiders! Every Caught time. up in the web. Mood to change. Oh no! <laughs> Caught up in the web. Caught up in the web. <laughs> wow. Oh yes. Oh wow. boy. Quote that. <laughs> there are people at Richmond right now rolling. <laughs> Caught up in the web. Okay. All right. So Michelle, I'm gonna fill you in. I went to VCU. Did you? Yeah, I went to VCU. Oh. Is that an excite? Are you excited about that? I don't know if this is is this like a rivalry thing or no? I'll okay, let- I'm gonna let Corey tell us. Oh, okay, very similar to Duke and UNC. Ah, okay. You, ha- you have kids from in-state, like yep. the 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 cool school in-state in North Carolina will be UNC. But then right up the road, I'm talking 15 minutes. You have Duke. Okay. Now Duke is a, is the private school. Right. More expensive, probably like fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars a year, and a lot of kids from inside of North Carolina don't go there. Uh huh. So, yeah, oh, yep. So if you go, if you're living, if you're from North Carolina, you're gonna go kick it at UNC just to kick it because it's it's a place to go chill. Okay. But you're not just gonna run through Duke this and makes just sense. and just okay. go hang. This makes sense. And that's kind of the rivalry that exists between VCU and U of R. Kate, can can you? I, I can attest to this. Attest to th- okay. I can attest to this. Yeah. <laughs> How was your experience at U of R? It was wonderful. It, I think that that rings really true, that analogy, yeah. to be honest with well, you. I, well, we would go down downtown in Richmond. Like, that was where the cool, everything happened. Like, where, there's, where, where did you go? Because I also feel like we, I didn't see a lot of U of R folks in Richmond. So, I, didn't, I didn't know where y'all were hanging at. I think like senior year when you're trying. Yeah, y'all were caught in the web. (laughs) You were definitely you were caught in the web. You were so caught in the web. The The fact that you shouted out being a spider is just very strange. You have to just like, but you know what? You have to own it. If you're the spiders, like it is what it is. It's embarrassing, but but people are scared of spiders. Great mascot. Oh, okay, yes, from that standpoint. I was a red red fox. Aren't they scary? Oh my gosh, were you now? Red cute and freaking fox. University is that Marist in upstate New York. Shouts out to Poughkeepsie. The Red Fox, the red, fo- horrifying, right? Well, worst of all, like the comedian Red Fox. I, you, if you could have seen like our mascot at the shows, like he was, he was a stuffed animal. Well, it was cute and fluffy. Were were sports even a thing there? Barely. Yeah, barely. That's what I'm, see, VCU though had an excellent basketball program when I was just there. basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we had no football team. Bas- oh, I didn't. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no football team with just basketball, well, which was tight though. Basketball program was great. I loved going to our basketball games. That was my favorite thing to do, at least when I would go down to VCU or you guys would come. Did, 
you guys had like a stadium downtown, right? See, see that's what U of R people say. Right? You guys had like a, you know, really big stadium, like right in the center of downtown, right? We used to have one my freshman year. We had like, there you was like so a football U of R. That was a U of R line oh, right God. there. Oh, God. Okay. All right. That was yeah, so yeah. U of R. That sounds right. That sounds right. No, yeah. no. So we had, okay. Do you remember this year? 2011. Yes. One of my best New York stories ever. I moved in 2011 in February. Okay. So, Very cold. Terrible oh, time to move here. It was a terrible time. <laughs> I moved in like a blizzard. So literally, February 2011, by March Madness comes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have one friend that I make in the city from Kansas. He goes, hey, Corey, uh, let's go watch the U, uh, the U of R Kansas game. Yes. In the, I believe, sweet six going into the Sweet 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go watch the game. So he invites me out, and U of R loses to Kansas. The next game, VCU, little old VCU, plays Kansas. And he invites me out in a mercy. Just, just Corey, let me buy you some beers and just welcome to the city. <laughs> and then VCU goes in that epic run and beats yeah. Kansas to go to the Final Four. And it was miraculous. But thank you for that loss because we wouldn't have made it without you guys. I it, w- it was all me. I told them to throw it for you. <laughs> but between that and and Richmond had a good good run I think in 2010, yeah, 2009 yeah, yeah. we were in the sweet 16. Y'all are formidable. So just in general, like shaking hands and breaking bread, VCU and UR, just in general, Richmond sports wow. are pretty good. Yeah, Look at this. Yeah. Now I'm caught in the web. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that tatted on me. <laughs> caught in the web. After this. <laughs> Wait, so are y'all always sports fans? Always. Since Always. When did you first fall in love with sports, Michelle? Oh my god, I don't even know. I I have like memories of like my parents playing like bar league softball and all oh, and wow. like being at those games and I I mean I don't really remember this but my mom always tells me about it and it's a great story about me so you know but <laughs> but I would go to those and like be the kid that would like pick up the bat and be able to hit it or pick up the ball and know how to throw it without anyone like really teaching me how to do it. So I, from you're a prodigy. I'm a prodigy, basically. <laughs> like yeah. LeBron. Ugh, I don't like LeBron. I know. I, I, heard these, I, like, I don't like LeBron, episode, but like, were, sure. You were I shitting am a, on LeBron. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> but oh. I, I am a prodigy, basically. <laughs> so, you know, when you're just, when you're naturally talented, then you just love sports. All right. What are your football teams? Tennessee Titans. New, New England Patriots. Okay. I know. I know. I know. See, where do we start? I know. Where, uh, I know. That, Guys, guys. <laughs> well, who, who's your football team? Yeah, who's team? your football team? Worse than the Patriots, actually. <gasps> we're, we're racist and we're sorry. Oh, no. You know what team it is. Who? Washington Redskins. Oh, I knew it. Oh, no. I knew it. it. it, it, it it's, it's shameful. And we're sorry. Yeah. Like, if, if you're going to, to be racist is just bad. It's, it's just, it, fact. it hurts. It's true. I, yeah. I, I went into a, uh, um, a sports bar. Actually, no, it was a bar in my neighborhood and I had on a, a Redskins uh, hoodie. And the woman who was serving me, the bartender, she goes, your shirt really offends me. Oh, wow. And she pulls out like her Native American card <gasps> and everything. And I was like, I listen, I took it off in the bar. Like, I'm sorry. I was like, yo, my bad. Like, I've not worn any Washington gear since that moment. I mean, <sighs> they should just fundamentally change that. Mm-hmm. Oh, first of all, th- what, the last game we, we played, uh, well, we beat the Dolphins this past week. Everybody beats the Dolphins, Corey. So everyone beats us. And the, <laughs> and the optics of the New England, the New England Patriots beating the Washington Redskins and like the optics of that was yeah. just like, oh, this <laughs> oh is... no, come on, yeah, come, come on. on, come on, come seriously. On but why Patriots? Why? Uh, the, I married a Patriot fan, and here's the thing. Here's oh. the thing. My family grew up a big, big baseball family, so I'm like Yankee fan till I die forever. 
football just wasn't a big thing in our family. So I didn't grow up with a team. I didn't care if it was the Jets or the Giants. Yeah. I totally hopped on the Cowboys bandwagon because they always won when I was a kid. Oh, no. But I didn't have a team. Yeah. So then, then I'm with you there. Then I met my hu- now husband, and he's a big Patriots fan. So, like, you, you know what team I really care about? I mean, wh- my fantasy football team. I mean, yes. That's all I really care about. I, I guess so. It's it's kind of like being, you know, marrying into millions type of thing. <laughs> I wish yeah, I that, married that, into millions. What, that, that's I just like, married a Patriot fan. Right, but that's what it's like being <laughs> sports-wise. Marrying into millions is yes. marrying into a Patriots household. So everyone is always very confused that I'm like a diehard Yankee fan and a Patriot fan. They're like, you realize that makes no sense. I'm like, no, I get it. But also, I'm a prodigy and I really like teams that win yeah it so. does feel like supporting the evil empire a little bit though well but that's what people say about the yankees too so that's, I, that's like where i sit i just you know it's across the board yeah you yeah. know robert Kraft has made me like them a little more <laughs> like him, him, him chilling with meek <laughs> that meek robert Kraft. that was amazing <laughs> that was truly the brain amazing trust of Kraft, carter and meek is, and he is was out there for a while too right. yeah. like Kraft dancing on stage i was like He's okay, like he's like okay. living his best life. He's kind of made okay. me kind of realize. Also, too, unfortunately, he had that scandal that took place. True, but it also let me know, man, you're human. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's like a human. That, I think the Patriots have this image of being so perfect. Oh, yeah. sure. You know, but hey, you know, it was like you know what, man, I I get it, but you're human, right? And then I appreciate that. Tom yeah. comes across too perfect. Tom is perfect. Tom, but Tom is perfect, man. Tom, Tom spoken is like a true Patriots he fan. Is, I'll tell I you mean, what. Come on, oh, man. He, I mean, look, listen. They're six and zero. Oh. Like they counted them out. They counted him out. Like, is this the last year though? I don't know. No, I, it's I never don't think the last he knows year. how to stop. It's I don't never think he knows how year. to stop. I can't wait till it's the last year. It's, I don't think he knows it, how to do it. it He's gonna keep going. It can't happen. Tom to me has had the most perfect life story. Right? Yeah. You know, you know what Married I mean? a supermodel, like, has beautiful kids, has won however many Super Bowl rings. Yeah, he's like the like there there's archetypes like I think Jay Z has like the ultimate black man story. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Come from the projects yeah. and you just emerge. Right, right, right. And you right. get Beyonce. Exactly. You, become, Beyonce. you become a billionaire. And then you right? almost lose Beyonce, but then you get her. But then you get her back. You know what I mean? And yeah. then Tom's has had this like amazing like white guy trajectory where he has just been <laughs> unbelievable. From California, from an amazing state. Yeah. You go to Michigan. You weren't the really, Golden State, the Golden Boy. Yeah, the the, the yeah. Golden Boy, you weren't really a star, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. In, in college, you were, but you were a Michigan quarterback. Like, right. That's like being a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Right, right, right. For, for college sports. And then you go over to uh, uh, Boston, you know what I mean? And you go over to become a Patriots quarterback. And then because of an injury, you step in and you lead the Patriots to glory. For however long. It's true. And the rest Decade is history. Plus. And my name yeah. is Tom Brady. And my name is Tom Brady. That is the I most say, true statement of all. At oh. least Tom fucking Brady. At least he doesn't. He's not doing like the Brett Favre thing. How's the, that? Like I'm gonna retire. No, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna retire. No, I'm gonna play. It's mm. like he he's just he's in it. He's just gonna keep playing. Is he the greatest of all time? Yeah. See, I disagree. Who who Who's is? The greatest quarterback I've ever seen is Peyton Manning. Now, listen, the reason why that I don't consider him to be the Tom Brady to be the greatest of all time is because okay. to me, Tom has had the most coddled, perfect situation for him of all time. Yeah. You have the best owner. True. In sports. You had the same coach. Also true. Yeah. Okay. Now, imagine, remember that year in 2011 when Tom got hurt yep. uh, against Cincinnati Bengals in the first game of the yeah, season? Yeah, that was horrible. I can't I think about watching that. Oh, it was so painful. It was painful. It was horrible. But you still went 11 and 5. True. And you went 11 and 5, and you had Matt Castle, who hadn't started a game uh, since high school. Oh, yeah. That's right. And you go 11 that. and 5. I forgot about that. Take someone like Peyton Manning when he gets hurt. 
doesn't win a game. It's over. It. And right. they yeah. get Andrew Luck the next year. Right, that's true. And then he goes to Denver. Yep. Oh my God, that's right. And then he started doing nationwide commercials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <true facts>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for Mariota, by the way. Ooh. That's okay. I kind of felt it coming. We were talking about this earlier today. Tighten but down. Tighten down. Tightened down. <laughs> like Major. there's no, it, it's, it's just not good. And now... Who is it? Who's starting? It's Tannehill. Fucking Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough, yet another tough season for the Titans. Maybe they just need this breath of fresh air. I He hasn't looked good forever, but he had a lot of like, you know, golden boy status in Nashville yeah. at least. So I think people are really, really, really rooting for him and really putting all of our eggs in like the upward trajectory basket. He's out. That's it. I yeah, think that's it. I, I, I mean, you can't come back now unless I think that's Tannehill it. gets hurt. He can't come back and I start know, right? now. Like, yeah. You've but, been benched. Yeah, yeah. He, he fit the mold to me of what a quarterback felt like. With the name alliteration, Marcus yeah. Mariota. Yeah. <laughs> he was branded well. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Well, what about basketball? What are your basketball teams? I am not into basketball. Well, I grew up in the golden age of of the the Nets when they were New Jersey Nets. And now I live in Brooklyn, so I'm staying with my Nets allegiance. But like the days of Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittle, like Kerry Kittle, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson, exactly. Keith Van Horn. The guy with the big the red hair, the tall red hair guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, Todd McCullough? No, no. But Keith Van Horn is a good call out too. Um, Oh, oh, Jason Scalabrini. That's his name. Bri- Brian Scalabrini. Brian yeah, yeah, Scalabrini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow that, that's that's some like real Nets like deep dive. Yeah, right wow, there. that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I do love the Nets. I do I love never, the Nets. I never really watched the Nets. I mean, I watched. I did. The, I watched the Knicks that everybody watched. Yeah. like the Ewing, John Starr, and then yeah. I and then I, and you know, yeah. Charles Spreewell. If we really were going down oh, the whole, you know, yeah, I did watch with them. Chris Childs. Yeah, and Marcus Camby. I, and um, what's his name? <laughs> Alan Houston. Alan, Alan Houston. Alan Houston had a pretty shot. He's yeah. he's a GM of the D League now. Oh, get out of here. G League team in Westchester. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he, he's, he, he's still involved in the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I played basketball growing up. I loved playing it. I don't know why I just stopped following it as much. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. Well, I think like fundamentally, we're less of basketball fans. But considering we're hosting a sports show outside of football, we should. I gotta watch get a lot of basketball now. We should probably get it. Um, it's a great time to pick up basketball. It is yeah, true. I know. It is true. Yeah. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of interesting moves. There's a lot of cool new like teammates and I think it'll be I, yeah I, I like where it's headed in the fact that these guys will feed off of one each feed off of one another yeah. and be more mm-hmm. of like a team player like yeah. this is why I don't like LeBron because it's like a one-man show that that's not basketball oh, come, come that's on. not basketball it's <laughs> there's five on, people on the court Michelle Santucci <laughs> <laughs> okay hold on Santucci hold on hold on here LeBron to me is like Peyton Manning of, okay. of basketball. Okay. Now he can't help that he gets on a team and everybody sucks. He can't he, help but it. He, but mm. if he's big, bad LeBron James, then you got to like nurture some people, be a leader. Okay. I, you can't I, just I, like be the only one that takes the ball. Right, right. But he doesn't, he doesn't pick the players. I, I get it. But you know, he could lead by example. I think, did you see that series <laughs> with Matthew Della Vadova? He's carried some bums. <laughs> Look, Cleveland, Cleveland. I was going to say Cleveland is a good Cleveland. good place to start. <laughs> Cleveland. Like, do we need to say anything else? Cleveland. No, He's we'll never Cle- forget it. We'll never forget it. Come that on. was that's true. That it's Cleveland true. title meant more. You're right. Well, you've said that you, the reason that you don't like LeBron is 
after he moved the from the Cavs. I can't do the decision. And that the decision was, to go to the That heat. was the most absurd thing I've ever seen in sports. A little too showy for you. Way too showy for me. I will say that... He did raise like $5 million for charity. <sighs> you can't argue the with that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm did, in the middle, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to let you guys duke raise, it out. He did raise the money decision? for the kids. <laughs> the decision, He though? did raise money for... Okay, it was a terrible move. But, but I think that if you look at what LeBron... Away from the championships and away from the game, what he's done to empower athletes is remarkable. I think that's going to be his greatest achievement. It's not going to be agree, in, yeah. in championships, yeah. But it's going to be in player empowerment. The fact that like Kevin Durant, yeah, you know, can can jump from team to team and yeah, do, these are moves that can never ever be made. Right. That LeBron really started. That's fair. You That's know? fair. And he's Look, changed sports forever. Respect. He's an incredible basketball player. Yes. We are, I am not saying I am not saying that he's <laughs> you not. Just don't like the decision. I just hate the freaking decision. Like, why did that? Is it? it I, was, no, no. And that was a terrible. Clearly, move. I carry grudges no, because no. that and, was a long time. And ago. that was a terrible move. But that just was like with Hands all down. the sports, with all the trades, with all the free agencies. No, we yeah. no, we don't need the decision nationally televised. Uh, okay, I, I I can agree. I'm glad that we touched on this because I heard the last episode and I was like, you know, we are going to talk about this. <laughs> this is going to be 100% addressed. But you know what I like about basketball too right now? Uh-huh. Basketball has mastered the art of being in your conversation, in your sports wheelhouse True. without a game actually happening. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So you have preseason now. Then yep. you have the season. Yep. You have the NBA finals that goes all the way till June. Right. Then after the like three weeks or two weeks after NBA finals are done, you have the draft. So they were, they keep it like it's year round. It's year round. It's year round. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you have free agency. True. That's true. Like the free agency deadline is like super exciting. Right. And then you have the G League. Yeah. Right. They well, do. The, they keep it they keep it going all year round. There are other sports too that should probably capitalize on that. Like we always talk about how baseball is sort of the worst at that. There are 162 games and people are snoring through the season oh, yeah. and there's no chatter on anywhere on right. socials, on the media. Like right. people are not paying any attention to baseball. So I feel like they could take a little bit of feedback from basketball to stay a little more relevant, but I'm with you. I mean, I'm not even a basketball fan and I know like how the nets are shaping up this year. I know what they're doing over in Hong Kong. Like I've heard all of that buzz and all that fun stuff. So it's way more, it's relevant. Basketball is so relevant all the time. You know what? DraftKings, I want to get your opinion on, on this topic in sports. That's kind of taking over, um, the, the landscape of sports, the NCAA, and players being allowed to mm. be paid. How do you guys feel about about this? Oh, I, I've had this argument a few times. And I just, it's it's a real double-edged sword. Like, and, and I've had it like explained to me a few times too because I didn't really understand sort of how much profit some of these colleges were making off the name and likeness of these players. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, originally I was, you know, I was very much like, okay, well, these, these, these guys are getting a free ride to college. And most of these colleges are very expensive schools. You are, you know, like, you know, expensive, <laughs> notice expensive <schools>. my quiet, <laughs> <laughs> like, but a free ride to college is, is that's a big deal. Now, like, do I understand the fact that these schools are making tenfold off of some of these players yes do I think that's fair Uh, yes and no I I think for me it's like a case-by-case scenario like who who is it how much money money are we talking also what's that person doing off the court like 
this is the thing that also kind of gets me a little riled up is like you get a free ride, you're a big basketball star or whatever, but you, you don't go to class. You don't do any of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you're, you're being afforded this money to go to the school and this right to go to this school. And yes, you're playing basketball and that's a big piece of it. But also, are you going to school? Because that's kind of part of it too. So to me, I think it's very case by case. Like who is the player? How much money are we talking? What is their kind of like off the court, you know, sort of stance at the school as well? Okay. Uh, You know what I mean? Like it's a little case by case for me, I think. Well, do they have, do they have a, any sort of like a NCAA salary cap for any of this stuff or like how much money they're actually making? Like, how does that work? No. So from my understanding that the NCAA doesn't have to, it's not a battle with this, the new legislation that's being passed through Congress and, you know, that yeah. passed through California. It's not a matter of what the NCAA will pay, but right. it's the right for the player to make money right. in general. Right. Right. And so, they don't, they don't right now. Right. Correct. Which, which I think is, I think, there's a, and I think it speaks to just like where we are maybe on a, on a, as a country, as it's more of a, where we are as a country issue. And I think this is a, a a reflection of that, the different takes that people have on it. Because I think if you look at historically, they're making a lot of money off the backs of free labor. Right. Right. So so on the issue of like, what is, if, if someone told me it's, for example, we're in this co-working space right now. Right. Yeah. I'm using this co-working space. Corey, if you advertise and, and advertise us on your podcast, we give you free space. Yeah, but it's not actually costing you actual money mm-hmm. right. to have me here. Right. Sure. Right? So for, for, by which, how much money these the, the, the athletic programs are making, you, you know, you're not actually giving me cash money to go pay my tuition per se. Right. Yeah. That's true. You know, That's true. You can just plot me in a class. But say, you are taking cash money from my name and using it. Yeah. And you, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough question. It's a tough question for sure. And also because some of these kids, I would assume with getting a free ride, I mean, they're going to school for free. So it's kind of like, what's the quid pro quo? Is there a quid pro quo? I don't know. Like, yeah. Should they be making money because they're working? Like a lot of people just think like these kids are. Oh, oh, it, it's work. They're working. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Know. Oh, it I is. Think, I think. I think what I was getting out in the is the like the off court yeah. part of it, and and it's tough, right? Because you get that free ride. It doesn't mean you're going to the NBA and you're ever going to make money from mm-hmm. this, right? Right. It yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't mean that. So if you are at the top of your game in college and they are making money off of you, mm-hmm. should you at least get to see some of that money? Because What's your odds that you're going to go to the NBA and that's going to be your job forever? Well, 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 this is, okay, the most corrupt thing, if the schools never pay, I, I don't have a problem with it, right? Like, the NCAA doesn't, you know, never cuts an actual check mm-hmm. for you to play, totally get it. Right. But, let's say, for instance, you're a Zion, right? Yes. It, right. And Nike wants to pay me to wear their shoes. Right. He's, he's who I was thinking of in my head. Yes. Well, that's like, why this what all would, started to bubble back up again yeah. was because right. of him, for Obviously. sure. And Coach K makes money with Nike. So the Nike pays Coach K for the players to wear the shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like, okay, well, off the court, like... And obviously, you saw what happened with the mishap with his shoe. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the shoe the break heard around the world. Around the world. <laughs> yeah. Blowout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the part that's corrupt. Like, allow the players to, if you're not going to pay them, that's totally fine. But, but let's, say you're not, let's say you're not Zion, right? Because he's like in the 1% of totally. yes. college star athlete. But let's say you're the person on the rowing team. Like, you should be able to make money yeah. teaching rowing. 
right? Right, right, like you right. Should, if you want to have a growing camp in the summertime on your time off, you know, you sure. should be able to make money for, for that. Yeah. You know, if, if someone says, hey, you know, I want to buy your rowing jersey. I don't know if they wear, jer- if they wear jerseys. <laughs> I would love a rowing jersey, though. I would though. love a rowing jersey. You know <laughs> Could I, mean? I buy like, one? I'd yeah. love to buy one. But, and to not be able to, so- to sign it and sell it, you know, your own clothes. And not be able to do that. Right, right, right. right. So I feel like colleges don't need to, mm-hmm. to pay, but they should be allowed people to make money and be entrepreneurs with the talent yeah. that they have. That's yeah, fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that take. That makes sense. Uh, Draft Queens, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to your show. Draft Queens. Do Yay. it. Yay. Tighten up. All right, everybody. It's about that time. That's all I have for you today. I am exhausted from hosting this show alone. I'm so excited to have my co-host back next week. And... We'll have even more for you. We've got some really killer topics lined up for the rest of November and December. So we're excited to round out the year. Please write us, slide into our DMs, send us a message on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at the Draft Queens and on Twitter at the underscore little dash Draft Queens. So find us on both platforms and let us know how you like the episodes and what we can do better, what you want to hear. And last but not least, please go find us on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you could just drop us five stars and maybe even a review, if you love the pod, it helps so much. It would be great if you guys could do that. We need five stars from you. If you are having that five-star vibe, please go ahead Drop us a line on Apple Podcasts. But in the meantime, I think that's all for us. Tune in every Thursday morning like you always do so religiously to check out new episodes. We will bring it to you before Thursday Night Football so your lineups are all squared away for fantasy. And go find us on the socials. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to hear. Guys, if you made it this far, you are a warrior. Thank you for lending me your ears. And we will see you next week for week 10 of football. Woo! All right, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Go get them in fantasy. Want you to see all of the lights.